The Lord Jesus was the greatest traveler in history. From eternity past, He stepped into time. We have the privilege of walking with Jesus every day. Join Scott Pauley now as we continue to follow Christ's steps through the Gospel according to Mark. It is one of the most famous paintings in all of church history. It is the picture of Jesus and His disciples gathered around that table at the Last Supper in a place famously known as the Upper Room. We don't know exactly what the Lord looked like. We don't know exactly what the disciples looked like. We don't know exactly what the Upper Room looked like. But we know there was such a meeting. I want you to journey with Jesus and with these disciples in Mark 14 today. In verse 12, the Bible says, "...in the first day of unleavened bread, when they killed the Passover, his disciples said unto him, Where wilt thou that we go and prepare that thou mayest eat the Passover? And he sendeth forth two of his disciples, and saith unto them, Go ye into the city, and there shall meet you a man bearing a pitcher of water. Follow him. And wheresoever he shall go in, say ye to the goodman of the house, The master saith, Where is the guest chamber where I shall eat the Passover with my disciples? And he will show you a large upper room furnished and prepared. There make ready for us. And his disciples went forth and came into the city and found as he had said unto them, and they made ready the Passover. And in the evening he cometh with the twelve. Now I must pause before we get to the meal and show you a miracle. Isn't it miraculous that there's going to be a man in the whole city carrying a pitcher? Wouldn't you think there'd be a lot of those? And that Jesus would know that man and that man would know Jesus and that it would already have been worked out that his guest chamber, his upper room, would be the place of the Last Supper. It's really miraculous to see God in all of these details, but we must hasten to the upper room. This phrase is used nine times in Scripture, the upper room, the upper room. There were flat roof houses in that day that often had an upper room that was used as a guest chamber. Usually they were large, open areas with an exterior entrance. And uh, that's the type of room, uh, this chamber that the Lord Jesus Christ would use with His disciples on this night. The upper room would hold great significance, not only to these disciples, but to all of us for what it represents. Someone said that every Christian needs a prayer closet and every church needs an upper room. They meant by that a place to meet with Jesus, a place of real prayer. You see, that's what took place in Mark chapter number 14. It's a beautiful place. First of all, it's a place of cleansing. The Bible says in verse 18, And as they sat and did eat, Jesus said, Verily I say unto you, One of you which eateth with me shall betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say unto him one by one, Is it I? And another said, Is it I? And he answered and said unto them, It is one of the twelve that dippeth with me in the dish. The Son of Man indeed goeth, as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. Good were it for that man if he had never been born. Now, of course, we know that he's speaking of Judas Iscariot, but it's significant that every man had to examine his own heart, had to check himself. Lord, is it I? If you compare Scripture with Scripture and the other Gospel records, we find that at this particular juncture, Jesus girds himself and washes all of their feet. May I tell you that the first thing all of us need is to examine our heart and be clean. 
to make sure that first we know the Lord and then that we're right with the Lord. Cleansing is what brings us into the presence of God. And true prayer always begins with confession of sin. So the upper room is a place of cleansing. Then it becomes a place of communion. Verse 22 says, And as they did it, Jesus took bread and blessed and brake it and gave to them and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and they all drank of it. And he said unto them, This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. Verily I say unto you, I will drink it no more of the fruit of the vine until that day that I drink it new in the kingdom of God. In this upper room, the Lord Jesus will celebrate not only the last Passover, but the first memorial supper. He's, he's fulfilling uh, the Passover requirements, but He's beginning a new thing here, my friend, because Jesus came to both fulfill the law and also to establish a means whereby every man could be saved through simple faith. And this memorial supper will commemorate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is both the fulfillment of the Passover and the meaning of the Lord's table. He is the lamb. He's the bread. He's the fruit of the vine. He's everything. Really, it's not about the meal so much as it's about Christ. They got to have supper with Him, but the communion was deeper than physical. There was a spiritual communion here. Christ reveals Himself in a fresh way to them. He teaches them. He prays with them. I would remind you that the only one not comfortable there was Judas. Every other man was very happy to be with the Lord, just in His presence. Could I challenge you today to spend some time in the presence of Christ? If you're not comfortable there, examine your own heart. Do you know Him? Is there something between you and God? Confess your sin. Get right with the Lord. Let God cleanse your heart. Then you can enjoy real communion with Him. Talk to Him. Let Him talk to you. Oh, I tell you, we, we need more time in the upper room. That's what we need, just communion with Jesus Christ. And then the upper room would become a place of comfort. Their time there ends in verse 26 with these words, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. Think of this, Jesus is singing His way to the cross. He'll sing about His own sacrifice. He'll sing about His suffering. Think of that. He'll sing about the eventual victory and the second coming. We believe they sang the Jewish Halil. They were singing specific psalms. What was He doing? At the low hour, at the dark moment, he was bringing them to a place of comfort. In a time of danger and uncertainty, He was bringing them to the throne room of God. Friend, that's what He wants all of us to do. Bring your, your persecutions into the presence of God. Bring your disappointments into the presence of God. Bring your questions into the presence of God. You'll find their cleansing. You'll find their communion. And you'll find their real comfort. Now, if you come to Acts chapter number 1 the rest of the story. You'll find that after the ascension of Christ, the disciples in Acts 1 verse 13 come back to Jerusalem and go into an upper room. We can't be adamant about this. We don't know for sure that it was the same upper room, but I got a pretty good idea that it was. That Perhaps this was the very place where they had searched their heart and fellowshiped with Jesus and given praise and glory to God and worshiped the place where Christ had taught them so much and now they're returning there again, and so must we. Would you go back today and find a quiet place to confess your sin and commune with God and find your comfort in His presence? In Acts chapter 1, it'll be the place of continued prayer where they'll wait on God and just pray and believe and wait for the coming of the Holy Spirit. Oh, my friend, 
In the upper room, heaven's business is transacted. In the upper room, God lifts you above the concerns and affairs of this life into His presence. We're not talking about a geographical location. We're talking about a spiritual reality. Don't be content to live in the lower room of life today. Don't be content to simply transact business down in the living room or in the shop. The upper room is a foretaste of heaven. God is preparing another upper room for us someday like you've never seen. Can you imagine what it's going to be like when we all get to the presence of God in heaven? But you don't have to wait till then to be in His presence. You can be in His presence today. Would you go into the upper room with Jesus and with those disciples today? Would you spend some time just talking to Him and listening to Him and loving Him? Would you learn to enjoy the presence of Christ? Friend, that'll help you get through the cross. That'll bring you through the uncertainties of life. That'll help you deal with the struggle and the stress and strain that's upon you today. Learn to meet with God in the upper room. It has been a privilege to study the Scriptures with you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus as your Savior, it is our prayer that you will call on Him now in faith. He wants to be your constant companion. For more information on knowing Christ or walking with Him, visit us online at scottpauley.org. May the Lord help you to enjoy the journey today.